Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
Father, listen to our earnest prayer. Jesus prayed it years ago. That the glory you had given him We would somehow come to know Make us one according to your plan If in heaven it will be And righteousness You desire the world to see Let your glory And honor Fall on
Finding myself at a loss for words And the funny thing is, it's okay The last thing I need is to be heard But to hear what you would say Everything I want to be 
Lift up your hands, O oh, you gates. Be lifted up, you everlasting doors. Let the King of glory in. Who is this King of glory? He's the Lord, strong and mighty in battle.
what it meant to be intimate with God. He understood what it meant to get in God's presence. You know, something about David here, he sets up the tabernacle, this place where there's 24-hour worship night and day. He understood the power of praise, the weapon of worship, if you would. Listen to this, because I think this really puts it in perspective, and we're going to get into some prayer. I'm going to tell you why, but worship. Why do we worship? Clear the air. The Bible says in Psalm 100, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All you lambs, that means everybody. Say everybody. Verse 2, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Come before his presence with singing. You mean singing's what we do before his presence? I thought it's what we did before the offering. I thought it's what we did before the preaching. Thought it's what we did so the preacher could get warmed up. No. We sing because it brings God's presence. It brings God in our midst. The Holy Spirit loves singing. Listen to this. It says, Know that the Lord, He is God, that He has made us, not we ourselves. We are His people the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Verse 5, For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Listen, it starts with God. Prayer starts with God. Your salvation starts with God. Listen, it says, Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he that made us, not we ourselves. You didn't create yourself. You didn't create your plan for your life, even though you may have one. It says, God. God. He is God. The Lord. Not we ourselves. We are his people. And the sheep of his pastors. He's running the show. He's calling the shot. So he says this, enter his gates. Do you want to get into God's gates? You know, when you drive down the road and you look over at somebody's property, usually there's some type of fencing or gate or some type of barrier, some type of deal around the community or around the house or at least the backyard. And if you want to get into the house or into the property, you have to enter the gate. Jesus said, I am the way, I'm the gate, I'm the door. Swing wide, O you gates. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. King of glory is his name. The Lord mighty in battle. What am I getting to? You want to get where God is. You've got to get thanksgiving in your heart. Enter his gates with thanksgiving 
and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. How do you get in? Thankful, grateful, appreciative, thanksgiving. How do you get into his courts? Where's that? The deeper place. So you get through the gate. That's the outer place. You get through the court. That's the closer place. And then you get into the Holy of Holies. That's the intimate secret place. But it's a progression because he... When you meet somebody, usually they don't just put it all out there. Trust is earned. People usually share their hearts and and what's going on as they build a relationship, as a relationship is cultivated. So he says, enter his gates. Why do we worship? Why do we praise? We want to be where God is. We want God to show up where we are. We want to be in his presence, regardless of whether we step into him or he steps into us, however it happens. We just want to be in his presence. Why? Because, see, that's where the stuff happens. You can't really do business with God until you get into his presence. You can't do business with God. You can't really hear his voice until you're in his presence, in his atmosphere, in that place where he is. And so prayer starts with praise and worship. Prayer starts with thanksgiving. Prayer starts with God in his presence. And that's our foundation for tonight and for the next seven days. Why? We're calling a prayer. We're calling a seven-day, a week-long fast and pray time and we're not just doing it but other people leaders in the body of Christ all around the world have heard and gotten word that one of God's servants Ann Graham Watts the daughter of Billy Graham the late Billy Graham She got a message from the Lord saying that repentance needed to come to America, deliverance, mercy, grace, and that there's things that are about to change. And we need God in America. We need God's mercy in America. We need his hand and his grace, his intervention in our lives and in the life of our nation in the life of our nation's leaders, in the life of the decision makers, our troops that are, some are overseas, some are here ready. Those that keep the peace and keep the order in our land. We need Jesus. We need God. We need his presence, his spirit in our lives, his sense of justice and judgment his sense of right and wrong why see the bible says there's a man there's a way that seems right to a man but the end of it is death but listen it's the counsel of the lord the plans of the lord that stand so why do we pray we pray because it's 
bringing us into an agreement with God. It's bringing us into an alignment. It's bringing us into a, a oneness with God. See, your salvation starts with prayer. But your prayer starts with God. Your salvation and your introduction to God begins with praying and, and introducing, and conversing, calling out to you, calling on Jesus. And that's just an introduction. It's like a handshake with God. And then you experience his presence. Somewhere along the way, you experience his Holy Spirit. Somewhere along the way. It's just an introduction. But how is this relationship cultivated? How is this relationship cultivated? Worship, intimacy with God, prayer, listening, meditating on God, listening to his word, pouring out your heart, listening to God's heart. See, every much, just every bit as much as you want to pour your heart out to God, God wants to pour his heart out to you. We talked about singing. Listen, for those of you that enjoy worshiping, that you understand the benefit and the power and the just the purpose of worship and praise, you understand his presence. And there's a benefit to relationship. See, if you don't have intimacy, if you don't have communication, if you don't have gratitude and appreciation and that thankfulness, then how do you get in each other's presence without the barriers, whether it be a friend, a family co-worker, a family member, a spouse, a child, parent, whatever the case. But you have to build that trust. You have to bring that appreciation. You have to do whatever you have to do so that trust is earned and the walls are dropped. And with God, it's similar. As you get to know God, as he, not only does he know you, but as he experiences you, as you experience him. These things can be cultivated. And so we're calling on prayer. Why? One, we want you to know God. We want you to know who he is. We want you to start doing things his way. We want to do things his way. So prayer is the foundation, one of the foundations in that worship and prayer. It's not some form, it's it's a tool, it's a method, it's it's like conversation is to a relationship. Apart from sitting in silence, there's no communication if somebody doesn't open their mouth and speak. Because of course they're hearing impaired and they sign. They draw pictures, I guess. But there's some kind of communication between one party and the other. And that cultivates 
friendships, relationships, whether they be family, friend, work, marital, whatever the case, spiritual. And so we need God in our nation. We need God in our leadership. Why? God wants America to trust him. God wants his people in America to trust him. Some will be called out. Some will stay to bring in the harvest. Some will stay because they didn't hear God call them out. But whatever the case is, God has something for America. God has blessing for his people in America. I'm not saying America as a whole, but what we need is for hearts to turn and for people, men and women, children, teenagers, leaders, to begin to cry out unto God. Turn their lives, turn their Households, turn their families, turn their neighborhoods, turn their schools and workplaces and churches, businesses over to God. To God be the glory. So that they can have God's direction and God's wisdom when everything begins to change. And there's change coming to America. There's change coming. And listen, God is the only hope for America in the midst of a tragedy, in the midst of a terror. We had 9-11. We sat and watched smoke billowing up from the Twin Towers. Remember it so well, watching it on TV. For some of you, you saw it in, in live. Some of you, there's stories of miracles that God did that day. For others, there's stories of tragedy. And our prayers go out to you. God bless you. May God's peace comfort you and, and lead your life. But whatever the tragedy is for our nation as a whole, we need to begin to wrestle with God and understand what's going on in a moment of national crisis or in a moment of state crisis or neighborhood crisis or even your home or family crisis, personal crisis, whatever it is, when you're going through a time. Right now, we're interceding. We're standing in the gap, asking God for his mercy for our nation, asking God for his hand to cover our nation, for his wrath to be held back. For him, for him to give his people time. You know, he gave Habakkuk 15 more years. Habakkuk, understood on. Oh, I'm sorry, Hezekiah. Hezekiah, right? Here he is given a pronunciation of death, basically. And he began to call out to the Lord, and the Lord gave him 15 more years. 
but there was something about the prayer that intervened, something that changed his heart, brought him to repentance. See, he turned from whatever was going on in his life unto God during that time. And just like Nebuchadnezzar, who went crazy, tormented, until he repented, he turned unto God. See, repentance is the first step. Repentance, personally, repentance in your home as a family, repentance in your church, repentance in your cities, repentance in your nation. And our nation faces tragedy. Our nation faces crisis. Why? Decisions made with our leaders, our politicians, those that have the power to do and not do, say and not say, stand or not stand in allegiance with some countries or other countries or not with other countries. And you reap what you sow. One of those issues is our stand as a country, as a nation with Israel. Things we decide and say and do and not do determine a lot that happens in our nation. But we can pray and ask God for wisdom over our leaders, wisdom over his people, wisdom over those deciding factors, the deciding parties, those that are making legislature, those that are making laws. That some would stand up and say, I'm not voting on this. Our state's not going to go for this. Sorry. Our whole state, we, we're not in. And some would take a stand for righteousness in our nation, take a stand for Jesus, take a stand for God and his way. Let's say we're all perfect. There's a difference when you take a stand for God and allow God in your midst and you begin to turn your heart and turn your mind, turn your focus unto God, that's repentance. Repentance is to turn the direction that you're going, to turn your view, to turn your, to have a change of mind. Not just saying I'm sorry. But it's turning and doing something completely opposite of the way that you're going, thinking, speaking, acting. And as a nation, we need to repent. As a nation, we need repentance. And so tonight I just call you to the wall. We need personal repentance. We need corporate repentance as a Christian body. We need national repentance as a nation, even for those that don't know God. Those that walk in darkness, those that do foolish things and make foolish decisions, they need God and need his wisdom and his mercy in their lives. And for those of us that know God, we especially need his mercy and his grace and his wisdom in our lives. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, as we begin to pray tonight, 
Father, we just ask, Lord God, that you would bring repentance in our heart. Help us to not go a certain way, not to think certain ways, not to speak or do or act certain ways. But, Father, we would begin to incorporate your ways more frequently into our lives. We begin to line ourselves up more frequently with you. And that, Father, it would be more about your ways and not our ways. More about your thoughts and not our thoughts. Your will be done and your kingdom come, Father, over our nation as we repent and ask for repentance. That you would turn the hearts of the leaders, turn the hearts of the decision makers, turn the hearts of the Christians, turn the hearts of the wicked, turn the hearts of those that are just out there not sure what's going on. Father, that you'd pull the blinders off their eyes, help them to see from your perspective and give them your wisdom and your understanding and your knowledge. And as they have your knowledge, they would have your fear and they would turn and receive Christ and receive your plan for their lives. For their lives. So, Father, tonight we pray, Lord, we repent and ask, forgive us. Forgive us as an individual. Forgive us as a family. Forgive us as a ministry, as a church. Forgive us, Father, as a nation for not turning to you and not trusting you, thinking we can do things in our own strength, our own way, our own power. Help us, Lord, help us to do things more your way. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. And so that's the first little track we're going to lay down tonight. That's the first demarcation. The first point we're going to lay down tonight is God's kingdom come. God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that we turn from our ways and we begin to do things his way. He can help us. It doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. It doesn't mean we're going to do it right every time. But God help us to do it right more often. God help us to do things more like Jesus than not. And that we would be more integrous and more character-filled and more spirit-filled and spirit-led people than to be led by our own desires and our own ways and those things that only gratify us and that don't push us towards God. I mean, God wants us to enjoy our lives and relax and let our hair down every now and then, but just make sure whatever you're doing is pushing you towards God. Make sure whatever you're involved in is turning your affections and putting your thoughts on God. Make sure whoever you're with or whatever friendship or relationship you have is centered and focused on God. See, he just wants to be the object of your affection. The focus of your attention. The center. And not just the center, but the the all in all. And out of that, he'll show you who your friends are and who's really standing with you and who's not. And those people he's called to be your covenant relationships and those that are not. 
And those that are family members that are really your family and those that are just there because, well, you know, they're legally bound to have to love you. They may not even like you. But there's some. There's some with you and God does things. He may give you a spiritual family that have a heart for you that would do things that your own family would never even think about doing. But God will show you who's for you and who's against you and who's with you and who's not. As you're led by his spirit. So we turn from our ways. We turn to God's ways. Repentance. Turning. Jesus said, when you pray, say, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's worship. That's praise. That's thanksgiving. That's entering into his presence. We talked about that. And then he said, but then say, your will be done, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Establishing and declaring God's plan and purpose for your life and not your own. Jesus said, look, this is the way you do it, guys. As he sat with the twelve, one who was a devil, fulfilled with the devil at the time, and said, hey, this is This is the way we have church. This is the way our, our house, God's house, will be called a house of prayer. That's church. Let God be in the sanctuary. Number two, reconciliation. We repent. And then we're reconciled unto God. We're reconciled unto people as we ask for God's forgiveness. As we seek them out, we're restored. Restoration, reconciliation, things that are broken being made whole, things that are not right getting in line, things that are not the way they should be getting the way that they should be. That comes after repentance. That comes after turning to God seeking things his way and turning from our own. And then God begins to heal the broken spots. God begins to change as we begin to do things his way. See, some people will carry around their hurt and their pain and their brokenness individually, as a family, corporately, internationally. That's why we have nations warring with nations. Because they haven't been healed in their hearts, free by the power of love, by the power of God, by the power of Jesus Christ. So they hate, and they are greed, and there's lust, and I don't mean in a sexual way, but I mean where their compulsions and their affections and their desires are just never satisfied, and they always have to have more and more and more. It's like a fire that can never be put out, and that's how people become dictators, and that's how nations change, and people become enslaved, and things and rights and properties and everything gets taken away from people. Why? Because people's hearts, leadership, government, kings and presidents and dictators, these people, their hearts are not filled with God, not filled with his love, are not filled with the spirit of giving and gratitude, but they're filled with the spirit of greed and covetousness and lust and a desire for more 
And they don't fear God. And they don't do things his way. And there's some nations that do. Some nations have turned. Some governments have understood who God is. And they run things completely different. And you see the difference in their nation. You see the blessing of God. You see God's hand on their nation. We need God in our nation. We need to be restored. We need to be reconciled back to God, restored as a nation. Our leadership, our churches, our families, our neighborhoods, communities changing because somebody is bringing the gospel. Somebody is bringing change. Somebody is bringing help from the sanctuary. Somebody is bringing unconditional love to people that are broken and hurting and devastated. So we pray for reconciliation. We pray for restoration. Would come after repentance comes. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just we just ask, Father, that you would restore, you would reconcile, you'd bring what's broken back together and make it whole. Father, we pray for reconciliation to our nation. They'd be reconciled to you. Our leaders would turn to you and get to know you, their hearts, the barriers, the barriers and the layers around people's hearts would be stripped away and and pulled away, Father, and all the hurt and the pain and the devastation, Father, you'd pour in the oil of joy in the presence and the spirit of love and the spirit of Christ would begin to change and restore and reconcile individuals and families and communities and churches and governments and leaders and presidents especially ours, especially our presidents and our governments and our leaders, turn their hearts to you, Father, and restore their lives so that they have to follow your ways. They have to begin to make new decisions over our nation. They have to begin to change policies, change legislatures, change laws that are conducive, that conform to your image, that are filled with your word, Filled with your righteousness, Lord, restore our nation. In Jesus' name, amen. And so the next thing I want to say is that, look, when you repent and you turn and you turn around, you change your views, you start looking at God, and God comes in, and he begins to fix what's broken and restore what's messed up and he takes what's messed up and turns it into a message takes what's broken and makes it whole makes it a testimony unto his grace a testimony unto his healing power you know once you're restored once the weight's lifted off your shoulder once things are working the way you know, when something doesn't work right, usually you have to put more energy in it to try to get it to work right, unless it just flat out stops. You know, when your bike chain is slipping on a bicycle, you have to pedal harder and pedal harder and pedal harder to get the same distance. But when your bike chain is in the gears properly and it's going in forward motion, and it's all in line the way that it should be. Just a little bit of exertion 
and you can move forward. Going forward motion. For some of you guys, you, the reason you don't feel refreshed, the reason you don't feel like you can breathe easy is because you're spinning your wheels, you're spinning your pedals, and you're not getting very far, and it's getting tiring because you're off track, you're out of line, you're not in sync, you're, you're chained, you're just kind of spinning your chain. God wants you to get it in gear so that you can go forward and you can take some ground and you can reach your destination and fulfill your plan and your purpose that God has for you. And you feel refreshed. So after we repent and after we restore, and the refreshing comes, we can breathe. The weights start getting laid aside and we begin to walk a little easier. It's not as hard. Things seem lighter. Would you, what did Jesus say? Come unto me, all who are heavy laden. All of those, you're weighed down. Come unto me, and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. I'll lighten your load. I'll, I'll help you to breathe easy. What did he do? He breathed over the disciples to receive you, the Holy Ghost. He woke up from the midst of the boat and said, Peace be still in the midst of their storm. They said, Lord, don't you care that the storm's around us? You're sleeping. The word peace actually means deep sleep. When you study that word, it says, Peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Peace be still. Oh, that, that, that word peace means a deep sleep. You're so peaceful. You're so at rest. Like a deep sleep. When you're in a deep sleep, nothing can move you, nothing can motivate you. And we just learned you that last hour you go into REM sleep, you get to dream for a whole hour. When you have plenty of deep sleep. So your dreaming abilities enhance. Your dreaming abilities increase. And you know, when you're walking in the peace of God and that deep rest with God, He'll allow you to dream again. He'll allow you to dream again. And you'll be able to fulfill your dreams. He says you can do all things through Christ. He strengthens you. Apart from me, Jesus said, you can do nothing. But with me, all things are possible. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for restoration over our nation. Father, we thank you for restoration over our lives. Restore us, refresh us. Refresh us, refresh us, refresh us. Let the joy of the Lord be our strength. Put the wind in our sails. Help us to breathe again, Lord. Help us to have that deep breath. We can dream again. Father, we pray your will be done. Your kingdom come of our nation. We thank you, Father, as we enter this time of prayer this week, that you would have mercy and grace on our nation. Raise up your people, O oh God. Put them back on the wall. We just give you praise, Lord. We just thank you, Father. We ask for every person tonight that they would know that you are Jesus, you are Lord, you are Savior, you are Healer. Touch every person in their bodies, Father. Touch every person in their minds. Give them your peace. Not as the world gives, Father, but we thank you that you are much better. You are the best. 
and you are the greatest. And we give you the praise. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. This is Prayer International Radio. Be blessed. Check us out, www.prayerinternational.org. Email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Have a wonderful night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.